Bernadette Joy, and I am super pumped to be back because in this season, we are going to talk about FIRE, financial independence, relax every day. And I'm going to share with you my personal tips on how AJ and I reached early retirement in our 30s. And I'm going to bring in some special guests who are going to drop some serious knowledge on how you can speed up your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to season four of my podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. Hello, hello, it's Bernadette and we are back for another episode and let me introduce you to my friend, Marisa Wilson. And she is here today because not only is she a a good friend of mine, she is someone who I personally admire in having taken the big leaps into her own wealth building journey. She's an amazing interior designer as well. And uh, she and I have been on this journey together for the last couple of years. And I thought it would be interesting for y'all to hear from someone who came from a different world than I did. I came from like super corporate and like banking and all that stuff. And she came from nonprofit. And a lot of folks who listen to this podcast talk about wanting to change careers or change industries. And she took a pretty big leap from one to the other. So welcome, Marisa. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. And so first questions first, if you don't mind just giving a kind of high level 90 second introduction about who you are and what it is that you do today. So um, my name is Marisa. And I um, am a residential interior designer here in Charlotte. I do some virtual, um, that kind of started in COVID, um, but pretty much residential design here in the area. And um, I design vintage-inspired, livable, approachable spaces. So um, nothing stuffy about it. Nothing. It's not super fancy. It's really about... Um, you and being comfortable in your home and loving the space that you're in and a lot of times using the things that you already have. So that's kind of my approach. All right. So one of the reasons I wanted to have her on the podcast is because she said a couple of things already. She said vintage, which I absolutely am obsessed with vintage. She said totally approachable, livable, actually functional kind Mm -hmm. of living. And she said that you can also just use things that you already have, which is kind of new to me in the interior design space because a lot of folks, when I think of interior design, I think of someone coming in and just like taking all my shit and then tossing it out and saying we're starting over again. Yeah. A lot of people do that or think that. um, But I always like to start with what you already have. And, um, you know, we may have to scrap some things or maybe you have stuff that you actually hate (laughs) and you're like ready to get rid of it. Um, But it doesn't have to like go down to the bare bones again. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that you have and it may even be like, you know, something that you think is kind of embarrassing or like you're like "Ah, I got this from my parents or whatever and it's actually maybe one of the coolest things you have in your house so Mm. we can take another look at it I love it and maybe with a new set of eyes Mm -hmm. that thing that maybe wasn't as beautiful before to someone else you're 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 reimagining it in a way that can be used again it sounds like yes I love that definitely So I like to ask this question to people because a lot of times people come to the podcast and they're like, look at me, I'm so awesome. I just did all these things and it was so easy and my hair is perfect today. And so I like to ask this question in this way. What is the makeup-free version of your story? What's the behind the scenes here? And why did you decide to take this leap from nonprofit? Tell us about that nonprofit and then how you switched over into this. Okay. First, I never have perfect hair, so I would never say that. Me neither. <laughs> um, and I'll try to keep it short because everyone I know, like, I have, like, 
the history of telling very long, detailed stories, and mine's kind of a windy road, so I will keep it short for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started out in a totally different direction, like majoring in biology in college. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was I was going to be a veterinarian when I first went in. I do remember that, Denise, yeah. but I didn't remember that you actually majored in biology. That's That's so... That's news to me. Yeah. Didn't really do anything with that after college, which a lot of people do. Um, and I ended up at um, nonprofit, like you said. My first um, job in nonprofit was at a science museum here in Charlotte. And then I had this like crazy accidental career in nonprofit fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, I had several different organizations. And I loved the work that I was doing from, like, I loved what we were doing good in the community and the world, um, but it never felt like what I was meant to be doing. It was sort of my entry into museums. I wanted to be a curator mm. was sort of what I was, where I was going with that. And, but I was like, my in is in the fundraising department. And then I never got out. <laughs> it just kept going. Um, and then I actually lost my job in 2011. Mm. And I was like, this is my breakout moment. I'm going to try to figure out something else that I feel like I would be more connected to. And um, I started just thinking about different interests that I had and um, what I might be able to try out. And um, I just kind of thought back about how I've always loved things about the home. So... Um, I've just, like, always been aware of my space maybe more than other people that I know mm-hmm. and loved reading about it and shopping for it and thinking about it. And, I, you know, this is, like, even back to, like, college, I would, like, buy home books and stuff and, like, I didn't have a house or anything, mm-hmm. you know. When I was in fourth grade, I asked my parents if I could move to the room that had, like, the built-in bookshelves. And, it was, ah. like, that. now that I think about it back to that, it's like, what, fourth, what <laughs> nine-year-old would give a shit about, like, bookshelves? But, like, I did. And mm. I wanted to display my stuff on the bookshelves and whatever. So um, that's kind of a dip back into the history. So when I had this opportunity to reimagine what I might be doing, I started taking classes at CPCC. In, and for those who are not from Charlotte, what is CPCC? Central Piedmont Community College. And they so just to be clear, y'all, community college, great place yes. to get education. It was an amazing education there. I loved the professors. It was a really great experience. I learned a ton. And I was super engaged because I was finally like, oh, this is it. This is like my passion. I love this. I want to learn everything about it. I mean, History of furniture may sound excruciating to some people, but I thought it was amazing and just learning about like different kinds of chairs back into whatever history. Um, so I was on to something and I kept going and, and did eventually get that degree, but I kept working in nonprofit just as a way to support myself. So it took 10 years. Wow. 10 years after that, you know, initial interest in something else to get to the point where I'm doing it full-time. And I I worked in several additional nonprofits after that museum and just left um, the American Red Cross. I was there for about eight and a half years. Mm. And in April, I went full-time in my design business. Wow. And so what was there anything that made you decide, all right, now is the time, this April when you're looking back now and you're like, okay, I was, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Was there anything that was that like catalyst 
to finally put in your notice? So I've been thinking about it for a couple of years, and um, I think I was just scared. I mean, this is a good conversation for us to be having. I was scared of the money mm-hmm. part. I'm single. I don't. Ha- I'm not married. I don't have a second income. Um, just like the idea of not having like a safety net or something, yeah. you know, was pretty scary to me. Um, but I did have a safety net. And it was the money that I had saved for myself to do this. Mm-hmm. And it took several years, too. You know, um, we have a shared friend who calls this the Freedom Fund. And mm-hmm. so um, I talked about it with her in September of the previous year. And she was like, damn, girl, I've never seen anyone more prepared to be doing this situation. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and there were a couple of projects I was in the middle of. I kind of wasn't ready immediately to leave after that, but I felt a little bit more secure in my decision. Yeah. And um, so I just decided, this is it. I can't, like, wait anymore to be doing this. Like, there were, I, you know, since this is the no-makeup version, I had <laughs> a pretty painful personal, like, breakup the year before, and yeah. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I am doing the stuff that I want to do, and I'm not waiting anymore on anybody else to like help me make that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, what a glow up. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Steadily. And Steadily is the best rated landlord insurance in America. And if you didn't already know, landlord insurance, also known as rental insurance, is a policy for people who rent their homes to others. And landlord insurance is not required for a landlord, but insurance can bring many benefits like legal liabilities, fire and water damage, financial protection against natural disasters, and protection for your furnishings. And so if you are looking for great service and a simple quote process, check out our sponsor, Steadily, at steadily.com. and I got reconnected because we were uh, we met each other a couple of years ago and then uh, she joined Flow Your Worth um, recently and what I thought was so cool was as we were talking through what she was doing there were so many things that she already done but uh, she wasn't great at bragging about it t- to herself she's like am I doing well like, actually yeah you're you're doing pretty good uh, <laughs> you're doing way better than a lot of people like people would kill for this right and so for you, why do you con- why do you keep doing um, interior design in the way that you do, right? So um, I've heard a lot of stories in interior design where you know clients sometimes can be challenging, or you know, like and, and especially during pandemic, vendors like there's a lot of things that happen, like supply chain and stuff. And so a lot of people think that interior design is so like luxurious, but there's challenges it, to it too. So what what keeps you doing it even when it gets hard? Yeah, it can be brutal sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is going to sound really cheesy, but... Um, I love cheese. Okay. It's really about helping people live their best life. And that doesn't mean, like, getting the big house or having all the things. It's, like, making you feel comfortable in your own home. Like, when you have a really good rela- relationship with your home and you define that so does that mean like looking like an adult lives there and you know not a college kid or if y'all can see because you can it's a podcast but she made little quote uh, air quotes am I an adult here am I an adult here um is it organized is it filled with things that you love um 
Are you proud to have people over to it? Like, that's what I mean, uh, you know? Are you proud to have people over in your space? Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so, you know, whatever that means to you, that's what I want for you. So, um, and if you can feel at peace in your space at home and have that the way that you want it to be, then I feel like then you can level up in other areas of your life. So you're going to have better relationships, better mm. time at work. You're going to get promoted. Like, you're just going to feel better having that home base that you feel great about. Um, and I especially like to work with singles because, um, again, as a single person, um, I firmly believe that you do not have to be married to have your dream house. Mm-hmm. And amen to that. Yes, amen. And it took me a while to figure that out. Um, and I, you know, if you're divorced and you're starting over, like having your home put together it can be really, you know, real comfort in um, kind of a difficult time. I love so that. I love working with people that need it, you know, really need it like from an emotional level. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of your clients are men too, mm-hmm. right? So what what are the differences in working with men versus women when it comes to interior design? What do you think? Um, well, they tend to be a little, not to be super, super duper like stereotypical, <laughs> but. But there's always some truth in stereotypes. There's a so. little bit of truth <laughs> in it. They tend to be a little bit easier going. Um, and um, from a creative standpoint, I like people who hand over the reins. Yeah. So, you know, not everybody, but a lot of the men that I've worked with have felt comfortable just, just there. It's out of their zone, right? Mm-hmm. So they, so once we have a good relationship built, and I show them some of my ideas, they're really happy to just turn it over and let me, you yeah, know, take care of the rest of it. And that's how I can do my best work too. Mm-hmm. Um, is feeling like people trust me and let me do the work, and they're. I just like you know, kind of hanging with cool people, kind of like they, you know, we have a lot of common interests. I feel like a lot of times in music or, um outdoorsy things or sports or whatever mm-hmm. and um we just kind of mesh well you know I love that. drink beer whatever like you know just like it's casual I like that uh, I can visualize you in you know this cool you know space with the what are those what is that called when it has the the couch with all the like the the leather and the little tufts in it is it tufted yeah yeah tufted. <laughs> you know like one of those leather tufted couches yeah. and you're you're drinking bourbon with your yeah <laughs> your client and now that you say it, I, I have this, this thought just popped into my head. I wonder sometimes if we as women uh, have a hard time passing over the reins on something like a home because in the stereotypical mm-hmm. sense, the home is like the woman's, you know, responsibility to make sure it looks nice or yeah. whatever. Do you ever get that sense at all? Or Yeah, I think that's much? a good thought. Like maybe they feel more responsible for being the lead or being in charge or like having more of an opinion about it. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of the men that I've worked with, they've never even had a chance to pick anything, especially if they're like divorced, like the wife took care of everything, you know, in their previous homes or like kind of like poo pooed on whatever their stuff was that they wanted to put out. You know, I, I worked with someone who like they had a different designer altogether for their like home that they were building and he was like allowed to decorate the like man cave over the garage and so he like called me oh. and was like like let's work on like 
we ha- they already had another designer completely, but mm-hmm. like she wasn't interested in um, his like it. soccer ball collection and his like punching bag and you know the stuff that like I thought was awesome. So it was a good fit. <laughs> I love that, right? And I think you're such a great example that you're really catering to the person's interests and making it comfortable for them versus what's pretty, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that there are a lot of as we said earlier, misconceptions around uh, interior design. And I'd love for you to share one tip that you think someone can use today and also one mistake that you often see people make that costs a lot of money. Yes. Okay. So um, for the tip, it boils all the way down to lighting. Like Mm. that is the number one thing that makes such a big difference in the room and doesn't cost a lot of money to ah. fix. So I pretty much can't stand overhead lighting, like, altogether. Like, in general, you know, just, like, it's too harsh or bright. or I just like it to be a little bit moodier or something, ah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's lamps. And they don't have to be, again, like, fancy, expensive, anything new, right? It, like, you probably do have lamps, or you can... But they do have to be functional. They, they have, have to be functional. Okay, they have to function. Um, but like Target has great lamps. You know, that's one of the places I like to go to. They have great, stylish, affordable lamps. And I love getting vintage lighting. So um, like any of the antique malls or like the Habitat Restore, like you can get really cool vintage light, mm. like lamps and even like, you know, over, um, other kinds of lighting. But um, vintage is kind of a, a fun way to like, have it be cool but can still be affordable I love that so I love that yeah and then what's what's a mistake that people make that ends up costing them more furniture that's not in the right scale mm-hmm. and um I mean sometimes things are returnable but sometimes not and if you buy you know a big sofa and a couple of chairs and rugs or things that don't um that aren't the right scale, you may not be able to return them and you kind of get stuck with working with them. And you might not even really realize that's the problem, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. just like, something's not right in here and it doesn't feel right. And it's probably the scale. So when you item. say scale, meaning a furniture is too big for yes. a room or furniture is too small for a well, room? Well, either way. Mm. It can be too big, too small. Like maybe you went too big on the sofa but and the chairs are too small and that's not looking, you know, balanced in the room. Um a lot of times rugs are too small. That's something you probably shouldn't ever get anything less than like an eight by 10 for like your main living spaces. Um, And it's easier to go, like that can be really expensive. So people probably want to get something a little smaller if they can and think it might work. And it's just, it's not going to feel right in the space. Mm, Yeah. I have definitely been, as you're, as you're saying that I'm literally going through the mental checklist of all of the furniture I've bought. And there's one uh, room in particular where I remember I bought, you know, a couch for my living room and it was definitely too small for the room. And then, but then I don't want to take the couch back. And so then I ended up buying like other furniture to kind of fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, you know what? I should have just probably hired you. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, now that I'm saying that out loud. Um, and so one of the things that I really appreciate about people who are expertise, uh, who have expertise like you do is a lot of times people think it's such a cost to hire someone, but in the grand scheme of things, especially for something like a home 
that you're going to be in for a while, you know, I remember how I used to get so irked looking at that couch like every day when I would go into that room. Mm -hmm. So that was mental energy that I didn't really need to spend that uh, the money would have been well worth it. So I love that you enjoy those things. I can't believe that you actually wanted to study like history of furniture. I know. (laughs) That's how you know that you uh, are really working with an expert when they're studying the things that you're just like, that sounds so incredible, bo- incredibly boring. Yeah. But they're like, oh my gosh, that is my jam. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how can people find you if they want to engage with you? Um, so I'm on Instagram at Marisa Wilson Interiors. Um, that's also my website, marisawilsoninteriors.com. Um, I'm active on Pinterest and I love creating boards. A lot of my projects have boards on there. Um and I'd love to give a special offer to oh. your audience, Bernadette. Awesome. Um, so anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you reach out via email or the form on my website, marisawilsoninteriors.com, Marisa with one S, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be in the show notes. Yes, we'll put it in the show notes for sure. Um, if you send me a photo of a room, I will do a room audit and give you three recommendations of ways to improve your room. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, say that one more time. Okay. So email me mm-hmm. a photo of a room that you're interested in getting advice on, and I will send you back three recommendations of ways to improve the space. I love that. And I asked her to say it twice because it such a good deal. Uh, I may do this myself, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> just so you guys can see that she actually does really great work. And I so appreciate you coming and sharing your bubbliness with us today. And thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for another great episode. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you learned. And for daily money tips, follow me on Instagram at Bernadette Joy. But if you're ready to plan your escape to financial independence with me as your personal finance millionaire coach, head to my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com. See you next time.